penis. <laughs> to Don't Jump the Shark podcast. I'm Ross, and here's the head to my shaft, Grant. <laughs> ah, shame. Starring Michael Fassbender, Carrie Mulligan, and Michael Fassbender's penis as Errol. <laughs> Seriously, should be third build. <laughs> and uh, here, our special guest is the cock to... the, the balls to our cock. <laughs> Matthew. Or <Hello>. Slim. <laughs> Good to be back. <laughs> the last time I was on the podcast was uh, Escape to Victory. <laughs> there was a few cops in that. Well. Slightly different from this one. Now it's shame, shame. I know your name. <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't guessed already or read the podcast that you downloaded and put on your iPod, this is uh, shame that we're doing this week. Here's what we do every episode: take a film that's good up to a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in different testicles of Michael <laughs> Fassbender's penis <laughs> and studied the film separately, so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this podcast is going to go. <laughs> Not one for people that don't like toilet humour. <laughs> Cock humour. <laughs> I've got an open question for you, and this one is taken from the IMDb message boards for shame. At one point in this film, Michael Fassbender just throws out all his porn and his laptop as well for some bizarre reason. <laughs> but he also um, throws out all his pasta too. Why does he do this? <laughs> well, guess first. Do you have any ideas? I think, like, it, it can only be that it's everything porn related he's getting rid of. And that means he's been doing something a bit strange with the pasta. And that just had to go. It obviously couldn't be eaten. Do you think he got lots of those like really big tubes? There would need to be for the beast of a penis. That's Leviathan. What do you think, Ross? I think what it was, was he wasn't angry about porn. What he was angry about was... Carbs. <laughs> so he was like, ah, I've not managed, I've, I've too much pasta, too much carbs, too much wanking, I'll put on too much weight. Because <laughs> what he doesn't see is what he does with his sperm. <laughs> Exercise related rather than porn related, all right? No more semen, no more pasta sauce. Yeah. He's <laughs> pasta now. That's so, so why his sister's always been his best friend. <laughs> you make such good macaroni cheese, how do you do that? <laughs> There's a salty tinge to it. <laughs> so, who's the main arousers? Arousers. <laughs> uh, well, first up, Steve McQueen, but not that one. No. Uh, he directed Hunger, 12 Years a Slave is one that's coming out soon. He's pretty much not done anything else, and that's all he wrote as well. <laughs> but he helped, had someone helping him. He had a woman help him. <laughs> really? Maybe she wrote Sissy's parts. <laughs> Uh, she, uh, her name is Abby Morgan, and she wrote the Iron Lady, Brick Lane, and something called Tsunami: The Aftermath. <laughs> That's what happens when Michael Fassbender goes swimming. <laughs> well, speaking of Michael Fassbender, he was in X Men First Class. Yeah. Prometheus. Oh yeah. And we've seen him once before in the podcast. Do you remember when, Ross? Nope. Three hundred. Yeah, yeah, enough. With his penis out in that one as well. Kerry <laughs> uh, Mulligan's in this too. She was in Drive, which just watch it. Drive, yeah. Drive's awesome. She was in Doctor Who. She was in the Blink episode. It's a good episode of Doctor That's Who. That's good. Yeah, I recommend it. And she's in Oscar-winning An Education. I took. I chose that as a bad one because it won an Oscar, <laughs> so it must be a bit shit. And also James Badge Dale plays the boss in this. James Badge's Dale. <laughs> James Badge Dale. 
Mm. Strange name. There must be a story behind that. He was in The Departed. He's the one that shot Leonardo DiCaprio at the end, actually. Mm. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the grave. He was probably the one that shot the wolf at the end. <laughs> but I know him best from 24, where he played Chase. <laughs> in season three, he ended up having to cut his hand off. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Just a spoiler machine to make <laughs> And, yeah, that's it, really. You wouldn't have heard anyone else that's in this film. <laughs> nope. He apparently dated the woman. I'm not sure what woman it was, because she didn't have a photo on Wikipedia, and I lost interest. <laughs> I think it might have been the woman he went on the date with. Oh, the date right. that went well in the hotel. Mm. Or it might have been the woman he stared at on the train. <laughs> <laughs> Stare date, that's called. <laughs> that's a precursor to a real date. <laughs> Okay, so famously, in this film, Kerry Mulligan apparently, apparently, sings New York, New York very well. I, I would, I would <laughs> dispute that, but uh, I think you can get, um, new, yeah, I think you can get the plot summary into the song New York, New York. Grant. Give it a go. Go for it. In New York City. Dum 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 dum. Brandon's carefully cultivated <laughs> dim, 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 dim. private life which allows him to indulge his sexual addiction <laughs> is disrupted when his sister arrives unannounced for an indefinite stay New York New York Bravo, bravo Better than Kerry Mulligan's anyway. Michael Fassbender was crying when you sang that. <laughs> it was only better because it was faster. <laughs> it didn't take seven minutes for me to sing it. So we'll get into it then. That's what Michael Fassbender always says <laughs> to the ladies. Let's get your mining hats on and let's get down this urethra. <laughs> you seen, did you see two film companies come up? First up, Film 4. Uh-oh, British film alert. <laughs> And then the UK Film Council, uh-oh, serious British film alert. Before that, though, my copy, it had Fork's Searchlight productions. Ah. You wouldn't need a searchlight to find this one, would you? <laughs> what was the DVD menu screen? Was it just... Was, like, was that shaft? <laughs> it was written up it. You, you know, the lesbian scene, it was just his common face. <laughs> On loop. <laughs> What I've instituted is a is a, a cock alert as well. So every time you hear a cock, you'll hear. <laughs> <laughs> Any of us can push it. So anytime a penis appears on screen, hopefully we'll get one in. Well, the first shot. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fassbender lying with his hand in his cock. Isn't it? I wasn't sure if the video was playing or if it had paused yeah. <laughs> because he was just so still and then he blinked. <laughs> he doesn't even breathe. I don't think. Taking an oxygen through his trunk. <laughs> like an elephant. <laughs> Sorry, trunk. <laughs> oh, hold it out. <laughs> so then he gets up to listen to his answer machine message. <laughs> and you see his penis. Yes. How do you think he feels about the fact that you see his penis and then the word shame comes up on the screen? <laughs> He's got nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the next scene is is it not on the subway then? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he starts staring at a woman. I wouldn't class it as staring longingly. Yeah, he's looking at her thighs. <laughs> it's more like strong thighs. <laughs> guess what I'm thinking? <laughs> well, like you hear what he thinks. Like you hear sex noises in his brain. That's right, you do actually. <laughs> It's definitely Scott Rail, isn't it? <laughs> just hear random sex noises. What you don't see is just out of the corner of his eye is the toilet. <laughs> so then cuts away to our first full glimpse of penis. What do you think then? Well, it's a decent size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to admit, the, the, the fact that he got his penis out was the only thing I knew about this film beforehand. And I was like, oh, that's a bit I let down. It gets better as it goes on. Like when he's uh, doing a pee 
and you can see it between his legs. <laughs> is that not the point where he goes in the shower and has his first wank of the film as well? <laughs> yeah, yes, pretty much. I love that. His first wank. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you what this film's all about, really, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, not many films have a wank. <laughs> this is the first. <laughs> First of many. <laughs> Dude, can we have a wank alert as well? <laughs> Sausage! <laughs> Why weren't we using that one? Is it that way? That's a good one for this film. <laughs> That's for the gay sex scene. <laughs> I thought it was a boat horn at some point. There it is. <laughs> Captain Pugwash. <laughs> One of the first things you see him do in this film <coughs> is hire a whore. <laughs> a whore? A whore. And it's a very professional transaction, I thought. It's like very sort of proper. <laughs> is Only our, you is our hero. Remember, this is our hero of our film. He's <laughs> <laughs> getting lauded for his professionalism. I mean, it's, it's not like he's going to be ramming his cock in his sister's face later. <laughs> I mean, they obviously had to make it a really proper transaction because they wouldn't want you to think he was some sort of sleazeball in it, would they? <laughs> Speaking of his sister, he, you know, this is when he starts to get his voicemail messages from her. Well, he's... She's batshit mental. Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah. And you can tell it's a relation because he's ignoring <laughs> He's like, I want nothing to do with this person. <laughs> it must be his sister. <laughs> we'll flash back to the train as well around about here, don't we? Because yeah. this is where you see her, like, crossing her legs this time. Now, I don't know much about body language, but doesn't crossing things mean like no? Yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's not a sort of welcome <coughs> sign, is no. it? Folded arms—that's a bad sign. <laughs> Do you know when he urinates in this bit? It's actually real urination that he did on screen. Uh, that must have been hard. I've got well, the if there's a whole camera crew watching you, well, and you've got no clothes on. Why well, did three <laughs> takes? No clothes on, you see. <laughs> <laughs> He did three takes. That's impressive. That is quite good, actually. Three takes simultaneously, well, <laughs> consecutively. Yeah, how did he manage that? Did he just stop mid-flow? Because he seems like he comes to a natural finish. He must have done. Maybe he's just done it three days in a row. It was George Clooney that asked them that. Was it? At the, an open meeting about this film, which they both attended for some Why reason. Why did they have an open meeting about this film? I think it was at a... I was going to say convention, but I can't imagine it'd be a shame convention. Everyone comes wearing fake penises. <laughs> no, just everyone comes. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he nips in the shower, and I was uh, at first I was thinking, he's scrubbing pretty hard down there. Oh, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, he's not. That's not, that's not lather he's getting up. <laughs> <laughs> he's creating a, a foamy substance, man. <laughs> It's nothing to do with shower gel. <laughs> do you think in the scene where she's like crossing her legs as well, can I say no? There's a there's a stare coming from Fastbender that isn't like an alluring one. It isn't like a oh I fancy you one. It's like I'm gonna put something too large and something too small. <laughs> the reptilian stale of, stare of a pervert. Do you think if you look like Kevin Smith though? I mean this this relationship's not going the same way as if no. he looks like Michael Fassbender. <laughs> it would be a bit more creepy. Or just your average guy in, you know, yeah. in Fife someplace. <laughs> it wouldn't have the same outcome, really, would it? A guy in the Boston Methyl kid. <laughs> <laughs> so she shows her wedding band off to him. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then runs. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> and then does that. I'm being chased by a rapist one. <laughs> so what does he do? Runs after her. Because <laughs> that's... That's normal. Like, if you... That, yeah, I've done that plenty of times. So it's, no, no, I've not, actually. My note for this bit is she gives him the old escape. I don't think that's a term. I don't think that's a thing, to be honest. Euphemism. It's more like played hard to get. When he was masturbating in the shower. He was given the old escape there. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and then he's in... He, you see him for the first time at his work, and he's in a meeting, but he's not paying attention because there's no girls in the room. <laughs> So this, he's thinking about one of his co-workers instead, just randomly thinking about them. <laughs> is this not the first encounter with his wanker boss as well? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hoodie with suit jacket on over there. <laughs> and this is James Badge Dale. Mm-hmm. Went out with Jack Bauer's daughter. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Kim Bauer. 
In the show, not in real life. In the show. Nah. <laughs> do not think it's like do, 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 do. Mad Men in the twenty first century? I don't recall any scenes in Mad Men where anyone nipped off for a wank halfway through their work day. <laughs> In the work toilets. You've not been watching Mad Men. <laughs> I must have missed that season. Has anyone in the world ever done that before? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that he has to wipe the toilet seat first before he has a wank on it. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, what was he doing that for? <laughs> was it to convince the people in the cubicle next to him he was sitting down to have enough shit? So nobody was like, he's been in there for a while. <laughs> he's making... F- Joyous noises in there, <laughs> and, and as if that's not enough for him, he's, he's straight home and he's straight on the porn. <laughs> Chinese food, beer, and porn—a <laughs> true bachelor. <laughs> uh, calm down, Michael Fassbender. You're not in the company bathroom now. <laughs> oh, you've got to mention as well the fact that we don't know that it's porn that's on these hard drive at this point. They just think it's some kind of virus, but you kind of get the feeling that. If he's having a wank in the toilets, chances are that he's uh, danger wanking at his desk with a guy sitting across from him. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, come over here and see this. <laughs> the, the boss did keep making references to the fact that he'd nailed it that day. <laughs> I mean, it, he, he didn't mean it does. <laughs> I literally just have the words nailing it pun, just waiting to see who fits in the first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets another call for his sister at this point as well. Yep. Which, what does he do for a living, by the way? It's kind of unclear in this film, isn't it? He like, just attends meetings. He, he has accounts <laughs> that he's got to keep up. But the reason I ask is, like, how's he got all this time to be wanking in the toilet and just dreaming about his co-workers? Because <laughs> he starts that again. <laughs> he's thinking about that chick again. But she walks past, and that's enough for him to be right in there. <laughs> oh, off to the toilets. <laughs> This is about the point where they go out for uh, drinks because he's nailed it so hard, isn't it? <laughs> Aye, and his boss goes up to chat with the girls and his, and his chat is rank. <laughs> it is. I was cringing when he was talking. It reminds me of uh, a story my friend PC told me, who's the one that suggested our Spider-Man 3 episode. Mm-hmm. About a member of Fife's Finest who went up to a girl and said to her, I really like you, I'd like to buy you some soup. <laughs> She's like... Go ahead. <laughs> that age old chap, like. <laughs> That's the way to a woman's heart. Soup. <laughs> the guy really does seem like he's on speed or something, though, doesn't he? He's like talking a million miles an hour. Mm-hmm. He's ever tried to chat a girl at that speed? <laughs> you just go in slow, try to be cool, try to be the cooler version of yourself. But that always comes off bad. That's why a fast bender gets somewhere and he doesn't, though. Isn't that the implication? I think so. I think he's just the shittest wingman ever, to be honest. He's like, <laughs> comes in there and tries to steal the bird you were trying to go for in the first place. He, he does, well, <laughs> after you've liquored them all up, because he yeah. does that, eh? he buys them all tequilas. <laughs> and Fassbender even has an in with one of the other girls, but he's like, no, I'll, I'll have my boss's one instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just kind of comes up, ah, oh, you've heard about my penis, yes? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the, the minute... Excuse <laughs> have you seen the start of this film? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chase takes her up to dance. I, the boss, like Chase yeah. from Twenty Four, he takes her up to dance. But she is like I fucking fastbender. Someone serious during the dancing, <laughs> giving him the old stink eye. She's looking at the cock that's hanging out at the bottom of his trousers. <laughs> you mean right, right down at the leg? Yep. <laughs> Just dragging on the floor. The chick gives him a ride. And then he gives her a ride. <laughs> exchange. Mops are in the underpass. That's, that's what that song Under the Bridge was on about. <laughs> he doesn't seem to like going back to his flat to have sex with people to <laughs> At this point, uh, my girlfriend who watched it with me pointed out that, like, in disgust, that the, the girl who gets pumped by Fassbender was wearing one of those play suits. Which meant that she would have to take the But I was thinking, well, that's hardly the big issue here. <laughs> so he goes back to the the flat, and, and I want your love is playing. <laughs> I want your love. It's the disco rubber. <laughs> he comes at your house but leaves disco on. <laughs> and has a shower. Yeah. <laughs> You're not thinking that's a robber, are you? Come on, Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
friend, not for the not for the first time in the film does uh, Fassbender grasp a large shaft between his hands and prowl around the house. At least he doesn't take a gun out, let's be honest. Yeah. Oscar Pistorius again. <laughs> should I go into should I go into the bathroom and confront this robber? No, no, no. I'll just shoot through it. Shot fired. If only he was a baseball player instead of a runner. <laughs> swing away, Oscar, swing away. <laughs> because <laughs> right, he goes into the bathroom and whacks his sister with a baseball bat without even looking at her or anything <laughs> which if he did look at her he'd realise she was stark bollock naked <laughs> and he didn't seem overly phased by that and I know, she didn't that's... seem too bothered because you don't know it's his sister at this point it's not like yeah. one of those cheesy ones where he goes hey sis what you doing here? <laughs> especially like well our name is sissy which is weird <laughs> like I thought that was sister at front at first that was his nickname for his sister but uh, it's on her voicemail too she no, says yeah. this is sissy yeah. so that apparently just is her name <laughs> but yeah there's a bit where she's got a towel and she throws it to him and she's just like standing there naked in front of him it's, a bit, it's more uncomfortable for the audience than yeah. him <laughs> she didn't have been really yeah, they're, the fine. they're fine with it <laughs> hairy mulligan <laughs> <laughs> he goes back out and he picks up her snood with a bat <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Which, yeah, I just kind of thought well, the reason I took this as note I was like, why does this need to be in a Hollywood film? Because <laughs> he just picks it up with the bat, looks at it, and then puts it down again, and it's next what? scene. How did that appear on the script? <laughs> Originally, it appeared as picks up slanket. <laughs> picks up snood with baseball bat. <laughs> Well, it's maybe a fastbender improvisation. <laughs> It'll be really funny if I pick up the snood with a baseball bat. Will it, Michael? Will it? And wonder what it is before putting it back down. So more porn? He's got some more porn on the go? Mm-hmm. I thought, at this point as well, remembering that we still don't know that this is his sister, mm. you're thinking, why is he watching porn if that attractive, I presume, suitor is going to come to his bed? Do you think his browser history is a bit like yours, Ross? What? Unsalvageable. <laughs> you know, for a guy who's rich and successful, he doesn't seem to know how to do clear cookies and clear history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, this is where you find out it's his sister, because she talks about how she's split up with her man, and he's like, steadfastly refusing to give her any sympathy. <laughs> he's, right, is that the point where, yeah, that's the part where she can hear he can hear her crying on the phone isn't it yeah 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 it's when it sort of transpires that she has a, a fruit loop uh, yeah. and he well he blatantly fails a man test there though eh? he fails the do you think I'm fat test <laughs> <laughs> no answer she is raging it's lucky it's not his girlfriend let's be honest <laughs> but this was my favourite bit of the film because uh, my black pudding was ready and I had a black pudding roll for my lunch. <laughs> it was really good. Oh, this is... So, the next scene is um, they decide to go out again because apparently they have unlimited money and just go is out. Is the fluff on the jacket scene? Oh, well, yeah. To call yeah. It. There's, there's that little <laughs> scene, yeah. You've got fluff in your jacket. Well, I'm going to take the fluff off my jacket and put on your jacket. Thrilling cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've almost gone for a like lost in translation style, you know, the, the Bill Murray film yeah. where he doesn't get his cock out. Uh, they've gone for that <laughs> sort of like, awkward atmosphere and like not a lot's been said, and if it is, it's just like trivial stuff. They've tried to go for that, but they've just mixed it in with hardcore porn <laughs> and hoped that it would work, and it didn't. They're like, take this. Lost in translation plus hardcore porn. <laughs> somebody went shame. Somebody went. I'll buy that. <laughs> you say awkward. I would say creepy. To be honest, <laughs> especially their relationship, which there's kind of I don't know. There's hints of incest there, but it's never fully stated. Nope. So yeah, there's there's hints of incest, but they never explicitly say it. And I think this is one of the major faults with this film. Mm-hmm. Is there's so many stuff that's hinted at, but just never explored. I think one of the main things I would, I would think about as well, about Fassbender in general, is that he's a sex addict, that's pretty clear. I mean, the amount of times we've said penis and wank so far, <laughs> we'll point you towards that. But he's also really, really unhappy as well. Mm-hmm. 
But is he really, really unhappy because he's a sex addict? Or is he a sex addict because he's really unhappy? You never know. No. You never know what the unhappiness that relates all into it. And, then, and we'll, we'll get to this later, but the addiction thing as well... Addiction. Like, <laughs> 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 it doesn't destroy his life, does it? No, he like, destroys it's his not, life. It's not train spotting. You know, no, where, no. like, the addiction destroys his life, or, like, real sex addicts really do have a pretty fucked up life. Well, there's, there's no arc. No. Like, there's no arc to the addiction. He goes through a time where the addiction's a little bit worse, but there's also the implication that he's not really learned anything from that either. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't really explore his past. Like, where did all this come from, and what's the deal with him and his sister and they, that? They don't really like, explore mm. characters. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been, like, the other thing that kind of crossed my mind as well was when the sister turned up and they had a close but messed up relationship was were they like abused as children and that's where his like messed up view on sex came from but again don't not go, explored don't, don't go throwing <laughs> themes around as if there's themes in this movie because there isn't well there's one <laughs> well is this your favourite scene coming up next is this the massively elongated song yes <laughs> New York, New York, in its slowest ever recorded version. <laughs> I love it how one of the trivia points on IMDb is that their reaction to her singing is genuine because they'd never heard her sing before this point. And when I, I had that in my mind when I first started watching this scene, and the first thing you really see is them not r- seeming like they're enjoying it that much. <laughs> in fact, if I would say one thing about Fastbender, he just looks pissed off. Like he's like, I, I used to love this song, <laughs> I hate this version. <laughs> He does, he does kind of, like, I thought his initial reaction was like, oh, I'm a show-off sister. But then, when it gets to the end, you're like, well, obviously it wasn't meant to be that reaction that we're meant to be seeing then. Because he sheds a tear, doesn't he? Yeah. Works hard for that one tear. <laughs> what do you think of this version of New York, New York, then? You liking it? No. It's a bit Jamie Cullum, isn't it? <laughs> Aye. You could have went up pish. for a, you could have went up for a round of drinks between lines. <laughs> And that's the thing, it's better be like so amazing that nobody does get up for a drink and nobody talks and nobody says a thing. It's not that good, come on. <laughs> but it's, it's the whole song as well. It's like, we paid for the rights to New York, New York, and we're going to have her sing the whole of New York, New York. <laughs> Did you come across a trivia point of how much, how long that lasted? No. I would say seven minutes, <laughs> at least. <laughs> it wasn't ridiculous. the longest thing in this film, though, was it? <laughs> <laughs> See when Fassbender starts to cry, though. Do you not think it seems like it's just like my sister's singing so terribly? I'm so upset. I don't need to cry. And it's not even as if like when you'd kind of like if you'd thought of the incest or something fucked up going on in their childhood. When it gets to this point, like if it'd been like a childish song that was like, "Oh, it takes me back to when we were children." I could have understood it, but I don't think New York, New York could have been one of those songs. Unless they grew up in New York, although he's from Ireland. And his yeah. sister doesn't seem to be. <laughs> his sister's from New Jersey? Yeah. She says to the boss at some point. <laughs> but he does say he's from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. It's not just his accent creeping in. Which did anybody else notice? Really, like, wasn't there at the start and then crept in massively towards the end. <laughs> By the end, he was full blown. Top of the morning, day. <laughs> full blown daredevil. <laughs> Colin Farrell and daredevil. They say we're recording this on an appropriate day where it being St. Paddy's as well. <laughs> well, that's five minutes of my life I'll never get back having to watch that. <laughs> but they have different feedback. She goes up and Chase from 24 is like, wow, she is good. And then the feedback from Michael Fassbender is, yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> but she's really annoyed at him. She's really happy about what the guy says about being really good. But she's annoyed at him for saying it's good. They say the same, the same thing. <laughs> Your reaction was not large enough. <laughs> it's funny though that uh, Chase tells them that he's been crying too. Crying. <laughs> Cry, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, why would you point that out? Hey, by the like, how shit a mate would that be if your mate was like, hey, he was green? He's green, by the way, I'm going to pump your sister. <laughs> Is that alright? Yeah. Is that alright? Is that alright? Yeah, all right, that's, that's his next movie. He wants to. <laughs> Yeah, the night the night takes a turn for the worst in terms of fast bender, doesn't it? Because <laughs> he's got to listen to his chat of lines, which involves, do you take the bus? Do you like to drive? 
<laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll help you learn to drive. <laughs> we'll get you a golf buggy. <laughs> and he calls her a fascinating creature. Creature. What, 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 what woman's going to be happy being called a creature? <laughs> and he just like flatly gets off with her in front of Fastbender. Yeah, the taxi, and then back to Fastbender's bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is a bit weird. Is this not where Fastbender goes for a run? Well, yeah. b- aye, before he does that, though, do you not think there's a certain tension of when he's stripping off and then getting his running gear ready, there's almost a tension of, is he going to go and enjoy you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't the only pervert that thought that. <laughs> You're just like, why are you taking his clothes? Wait a minute. No, <laughs> surely not. Tag team? <laughs> Do you think they'd be high-fiving over the top of his sister? <laughs> Tag me in. <laughs> or he would hit him with a chair. and then just <laughs> To take the wrestling analogy further. <laughs> hit him with a chair and just take over. <laughs> right, so you're right, he goes for a run. And um, this run lasts a while, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, they have to show the whole thing, don't they? It's Michael Fastbender. Hey. Fast, <laughs> it had to be said at some point. Come on, but why did we see the whole scene where he's waiting for the traffic light to change? Yeah, and it was almost a point that I thought actually that could be a really beautiful shot because like the stop sign and everything was like all falling down and all broken, and it was kind of like yeah he's broken as well. It's a bit of a shitty analogy, but it will do. Kind of unplayed by the, the the music that you use in this scene. Do you remember that? It's like elevator music. <laughs> Because he, he presses play on his iPod and you think, oh, he's going to have some gangster rap or something to keep him going through the night. No, it's like some Tchaikovsky or something. <laughs> slow, pipes. slow symphony. That's not running music. No, it's far from it. I was thinking, though, as he was running, I was like, I totally would have run out of puff for now. That's quite impressive. <laughs> he is kind of dressed a bit like Rocky Balboa as well. <laughs> Do you know what I think? <laughs> I expected him to run up the stairs. His, his running stuff. just take his cock out of the end. <laughs> 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 Do the windmill. <laughs> Aye, so he then returns home doing some heavy breathing, which luckily the heavy breathing in the other room has already stopped. <laughs> and what does his sister do? Uh, is this where she apologises? No, this is where she climbs into bed with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is after he changes the sheets. Something you never want to have to do before going to bed. But he's like, jizz! Bosses jizz. Yeah. There's no way he's saying that. That's, that's how you own your employees. Go home, have sex in their beds with their sister. Don't hold back. It won't be awkward at all the next day at work. Well, he's married as well. Yeah, I know. He's a fucking scumbag. <laughs> but, but you've got to understand, Grant, he's not married to a fascinating creature. <laughs> Aye, so she she climbs in a bedroom and he's like, get the fuck out! <laughs> I was like, yes, get the fuck out! Your brother and sister! Stop that, it! That is that is far, far too weird. <laughs> well, is the next scene, that's where he goes into work, isn't it? And Aye. the guy reveals the fact that, um, he's by the way... Um, your, your computer came back and it was full internet porn because like we said earlier on he doesn't know how to clear a browser <laughs> could that have been your intern <laughs> well probably not no I mean you're a notorious wanker <laughs> I mean all that go to the toilet every five minutes scrap <laughs> he's out every night on the pool as well with his boss surely you, you he's candidate number one for this I can't believe that that guy obviously has an unhappy relationship at home with his wife and that much energy, and yet doesn't have an encyclopedic knowledge of porn himself. Um, this is the bit where we get the the employee that he's kind of been like thinking about as well. Yeah. He goes on a date with her. Well, before this, talking about awkward stair scenes like on the tube and that, when he goes to make himself a cup of coffee and he's like shaking the sugar packet, and a woman comes across to him and goes, "Hey, you like sugar, eh?" <laughs> and he just goes, "I do." This and then that amount of time passes with them just staring at each other. Nothing else passes between their lips. And then she just goes and sits down the next time they're on a date. Do you think this is one of the hugely vaunted improvisation scenes? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, Michael. Brilliant. <laughs> so he shows up late for the date. Yeah. Because 
you know, that's how we do it. This is incentives of prick. And I'm an annoying waiter. Yeah. <laughs> Best character on the film. Was he meant to be comic relief? Or? I think he is. Right out of Spider Man com- 3. <laughs> the comic relief is do you want red or white wine? <laughs> Thigh slap and stuff. I forgot to say. I hate this, how this is all one shot as well. So that when the waiter's not there, you've still got the space. How would you like the lamb? We recommend it pink. <laughs> Again, what's the point? Is this necessary? So when he comes back and he's like, oh, I forgot to say, the crab comes in its shell. And it just leaves again. Right. <laughs> The waiter had no idea he was in a film, and he was a real waiter. I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> that's, that's the level of waiters you get in New York. <laughs> so girls love commitment phobes, eh? Because he, he reveals that his longest relationship has been four months. And she just doesn't turn in. Be like, okay, maybe this guy's not for me. I'm sure this was the clip that showed for the Oscar as well. You know, when they did a the little clip each film. To show you that, yeah, I'm sure this is the clip because this was the only part I like recognised of it when he's like uh, four months and she's like four months you've got to give it a chance and he goes, I did for four months it was the only he's... scene they could show that was safe for families <laughs> he's taking an odd tact with this channel plan though because he's like I don't think people should be together let's have sex <laughs> <laughs> it's how to not have a date isn't it <laughs> Like, A, stare at a woman until she goes out with you on a date in the first place. Well, he's opening line. This supposed Lothario's opening line. So where do you live then? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, you know, you try to run away. <laughs> it's weird as well that the camera all of a sudden cuts away at one bit to outside the restaurant and you can't hear what they're saying. It's like, it's just like, I thought maybe the boss was stalking them or something. <laughs> and a van across the street. <laughs> Now he's masturbating. <laughs> Hope he wiped the toilet before it. <laughs> and then you've got this fucking ridiculous long uninterrupted shot of them at dinner. And then you've got the ridiculous long interrupted uninterrupted shot of them walking together after dinner. <laughs> Did you see our Christopher Walken del- delivery a line? Because they have this conversation about like, if you could um, live in any time and be anyone, who would you be? And he's like... A musician. What, what about the 60s? And she's a black woman and she's like, no, I don't think so. And he's like, why? Pretty <laughs> 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 insensitive dick. <laughs> but she goes, I, I don't know. Here. No. Now. <laughs> You're like, Walken would be proud of that one. <laughs> a bit Walken, a bit Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> the unbearable tension where are they going to kiss or are they not going to kiss? <laughs> I guess they're not going to kiss. <laughs> Unbearable is an interesting word to use there, Grant. More like, is this an hour in yet? <laughs> I think if I was doing a, a bottom 100 moments in this film, this would definitely be one or two, where he's masturbating and his sister catches him. <laughs> and she walks away with this funny sort of smug look on her face, uh, and pleasing. Yeah. Almost a grin, isn't it? <laughs> and then... He races through in just his towel and climbs on top of her. And she calls him a weirdo. <laughs> Which is right. Because <laughs> that towel does not stay on. It does not. There's definite flappage going on there. <laughs> Naked mid-wank fastbender dies on sister. <laughs> our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is our film's hero. A man who maintains his dignity throughout. <laughs> Why does she say she's sorry to him, though? Like, obviously she's sorry about bursting in, but... Like, if someone jumps on top of you and grabs your shoulders and... Yells you with their cock and... Yells at her as well. She's not the one in the wrong here. No, no. Is that a cock fight? Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes away after the, this bit, doesn't he? And she goes and sits down and opens up the computer and it's like a webcam... And she's like, are you... Oh, I can't even remember the guy's name. So Brandon. Uh, are, you, are you Brandon's sister? Or girlfriend? Nah, girlfriend. Ah, I know what he likes. <laughs> You're like, why would the woman try to chat up his girlfriend? <laughs> I don't know this, though. It, it's like, was he then talking to her and then nipped away to the bathroom to have a wank? Why not just have a wank in front of this girl? Because he's out of control. <laughs> That's no plan. He was just... You just had some. just going for a piss and one thing led to another. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, Mr. Penis. 
look a penis. <laughs> once, once I've had this wank, then I'll go on the internet forum. <laughs> Just get the easy one out first. <laughs> At which point he throws Ollie's well, porn yeah. out, which is the bit we talked about earlier. He puts the past on top of it. <laughs> At which point I was noting down his address so I could go and maybe <laughs> throw some of that. The whole laptop was a bit yeah. much, wasn't it? I mean, surely there's other uses for that. Yeah. This is 2011 as well, and he's got how much porn mags? Like, boxes of porn mags. I love the wee montage. It went past really fast, <laughs> yeah. and at one point I just saw a bum hole. <laughs> I just flicked through, like, loads of stuff. <laughs> Bumhole, boobs, vagina—it was everything, and it was real like you know nineteen nineties hairy vagina. Yeah, your guess, <laughs> like the sort of the copy of Razzle that you found in a bush when you <laughs> and kept returning to said bush. Yeah, <laughs> to see more bushes and dry place. <laughs> he just randomly grabs the chick at work and gets off with her. Mm. And then presumably takes her away in the middle of the working day to oh, stay yeah, in this hotel. It's, it's daylight. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a hotel or if that was his bedroom because he'd never really seen his bedroom from that point of view before. And it, it, it was white sheets he changed in the mountain. So Possibly. I thought it was maybe just his house he took him back to. It's a very nice shot though, it's a very misty day. Mm. I know this great hotel and she's like, what? <laughs> it's fucking 12 o'clock on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rent it for the night but only stay there for a couple of hours. <laughs> Well, he doesn't even last that long this time, does he? <laughs> no. Because uh, this is a... Uh, this goes on for a while, though, eh? The, there's some boobs in this scene, actually, mm. that aren't Harry Mulligans. This is the sex scene equivalent of, like, Rowdy Roddy Piper fighting Keith David, the way. It's just so long and so... <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was how she described his penis. Because <laughs> yeah, he's not getting hard, is he? No, no. And that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> After this scene, <laughs> do, you th- do you want me to go? Yes. <laughs> I said, well, he sends her away. Yeah, yeah she I just goes. I can't believe that like he watches that much porn, but then when an actual person's there, he's like, no, I've got problems now. Well, do, you, do you not think what they're trying to say is like, he seems to actually care about this girl, and it's because he cares about her, he's not able to actually perform properly as part of his addiction? Hmm. I wasn't sure if it was that or if, you know, he only liked white, all, ch- white all, chicks. <laughs> all things being said, he could at least go down on her, though. That would fit well. As he, as he extols his values, of, his, his like, skills of it later on, you know. He quickly redeems himself, though, <laughs> when they're up against the window. <laughs> Let's just dial a prostitute. And when he explained what they were going to do to the prostitute, do you think she was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Is this safety glass? Let me just check first. <laughs> Did you ever hear about that story about the guy who got like the new apartment and he was like fifteen stories up and he had a big housewarming and he was like, "Yeah, no, look, it's this like toughened safety glass." And he went and ran into it and just went right out the window. It wasn't toughened safety glass at all. Maybe check that first. <laughs> I mean, not check it like that. <laughs> He just leaked to his death. Maybe he don't do it at all. (laughs) Can you imagine the red face just before you hit the pavement? (laughs) Do you not think, though, that this scene proves what I've just said earlier? That when there's no (coughs) feeling behind it, like with him and this hooah, then he can perform. But when it's actually important to him... But all the scenes that you saw of her from earlier on in that, he was just thinking about sex. It was like her shoulder you would see, or like her lips or something. So I like it's not like he's made an emotional connection with her. I, I felt like that was them trying to say he had made an emotional connection mm-hmm. with her. That he was actually thinking about her for a sustained time and trying to date her and not just trying to fuck her. Well, yeah, because that came after the whole, like, thrown out he's past the porn. So cut to him watching a 50s Polish cartoon. It's a bit <laughs> fucking weird. How did you know that? It just seems like a 50s <laughs> Polish cartoon to me. I've got a lot of experience of them. <laughs> Because Sissy comes back at this point. She wants a hug. This film's creepiness knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. When the prostitute was there, there's a bit where he sits back down and he's sitting down and you can see his penis through his legs. That's not fair. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you're right. 
Yeah, Sissy comes back and he gives her a hug and that's nice because brothers and sisters can do that no matter what the age. But then he has a go at her for wanting a second date with the boss. Well, their faces are so close together I thought they were going to have a kiss at one point as well. He's such a hypocrite though. Bizarre. Like, How can you be wanting another date with him? You know he has a family. It's not like I would ever date someone that has a family <laughs> that I noticed on the subway train. <laughs> Yeah, the moral high horse arrives at last at this point. <laughs> Late. He's so, like, physically aggressive towards his sister as well. With no explanation. Like, if it had turned out that he'd been abused or something, you could have been like, oh, yeah, yeah. You never it's a learned why thing. Why he's so angry at her? Yeah. At least hint at something. <laughs> I, uh, I grabs her, calls her a burden, drags him, says she drags him down. Again. I don't see how. <laughs> this is our hero. Yeah. <laughs> And she says all she wants is a relationship with her brother. Let's leave that hanging here a minute, <laughs> Yeah, we know you do. What kind of relationship, though? <laughs> she really zings him with her sex life jive, though, eh? What one's that? She's like, oh, you and your sex life. And that's <laughs> enough for him to just get up and storm out. <laughs> Zing. He's okay, so before... The sub, the new subway scene. Before, before flash forward comes to the film. <laughs> Shall we stop for the halftime game? Right. So um, when I looked up this film to watch, um, another film came up at the same time, and it was called Extreme Shame, <laughs> and it had pictures of women in like bondage devices around their mouths, and I was like, surely this is a porno clicked on it, watched a couple of minutes of it, and it wasn't. It was like some bizarre human centipede type film that was trying to be bizarre. So, although that really sounded like a porno, and as the rest of this, I mean, shame kind of sounds like it could be a porno, I want to know what other normal films you guys think could sound like pornos. Uh, I've got some here. Uh, the Ring. <laughs> the Ring's an obvious choice. Uh, the pianist. <laughs> Twelve angry men. <laughs> what about uh, Black Snake Moan? Das Boot. <laughs> Deep Impact. Oh, that's a good. <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> Pretty in Pink. For all the necrophiliacs out there, Die Hard. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> How about uh, the black hole? Nice. <laughs> Some like it hot. <laughs> Octopusy. There's a film from the sixties called General Spanky, <laughs> and there's another film from way before that called <laughs> The Amazing Doctor Clitterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a film title that's just called Up. <laughs> And also uh, on the on the ring theme, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay, um, Shaft in Africa. <laughs> the Hamshank Redemption. <laughs> Double T. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I think we'll uh, count that as a draw. <laughs> so let's get into some. Uh, Flashback forwards, sideways, yeah. every which way but down. My, well, my note for this bit is, oh, a flashback. No, apparently not. Oh, oh no, yes, a flashback. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a, he's on the subway and he's got a bleeding face, but we're not sure why yet. Yeah, because all we know is that he's stormed out the house. But this, oh, this bit in this fucking film... Can you believe this? <laughs> or would have decided to play around with the time No. towards the end of the no, film. No, when the girl comes over and what he says to the girl and what he says to the guy. When he tries to chat up the girl at the bar. Yeah. By doing that stare again, just... Yeah, the, the reptilian <laughs> stare. <laughs> Creepy stare. I go down on you. <laughs> Does your man do that? <laughs> but he puts his fingers down and... Gets them wet, shall we say. <laughs> I love the fact that the guy waits till he leaves the pub to kick the shit out of him. 
because, because you would go back to your game of pool. Right? You would just leave that, wouldn't you? Because he, he puts his fingers up to the boyfriend. Yeah, he goes, smell that. <laughs> the guy, like, reels away in horror and then just leaves him. Like, well, I've had enough of you. <laughs> so you could just sit there and... Because his wife's vagina smells that bad. <laughs> He's like, I know that smell anywhere. The thing is as well, why does the woman just take that? Like, why is she really in it? Because like, it doesn't work that way, does it? He's got a dern really? brown hypno stare that he just puts on women. He does kind of ask for this beating though, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm kind of on the side of the random guy that beats him. Yeah. I like the fact they don't decide to make him just some random fat biker guy or something. It's just a normal looking guy. When he uh, w- when he goes outside to kick the shower, um, he calls him Romeo. <laughs> hey Romeo, couple like couple of punches, couple of kicks. That would do. That's him. That's him. <laughs> More like Rapio. <laughs> Some of the things he says to the guy though, when he's describing what he's going to do to his wife, like, I'm going to come on her face. <laughs> If you were that guy, you would think it was like being filmed for something. <laughs> Michael Fassbender's crazy sex videos. It'd just be the guy going, he pops off to a gay whorehouse. Well, I'm assuming this is because you just kind of go to a public toilet and have a wank for unknown reasons. Because <laughs> that's, that's done him any other time. Or home. Or to, his, to the office. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes to the Thrupnia blowjob. Any old cock will do. <laughs> goes into the, the gay bar. Gets gammed off. Yeah. <laughs> that place is a mess inside. There's <laughs> so much happening. I don't like what they're saying about gay guys, that you can just walk into a bar yeah. and just get your... Well, isn't this slightly uncomfortable, though? That this is supposed to be his spiral downwards, and one of the things they're showing as he spiral downwards is... Oh, he has a bit of a gay fling. Is that kind of send it? <laughs> oh <out>? my god! <laughs> Look, he's even gay. <laughs> he's even went down that far, Grant. <laughs> Is, isn't that slightly uncomfortable to you? It's incredibly insulting as well. Does he become Michael Fast Bender? <laughs> <laughs> he's the last of the Fast Benders. <laughs> and then he manages to. To get that threesome on the go, doesn't he? I have no idea how he does. He, he, he like, just comes up it, at the house. If, if that was apparently <laughs> him going downhill, why does he then just go, ah, oh, actually, I found a woman I could have sex with. Two. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. I've doubled up here. <laughs> I have no idea who manages that one. At which point he gets a voicemail from Sissy as well, saying, I need you, yeah. plot point. Because <laughs> she says I've fucked up or something. I don't yeah. know. It's just very, very vague again. But she just basically doesn't listen. Eh? Dingy's, <laughs> dingy's he, the He's girl. busy fucking up as well at that point. <laughs> you you do get the close up. He's coming face at that point as well. <laughs> we get some a, a good old. Well, how many times as well? Because we get like a crescendo of, like classical music it's when like, he comes, and then we get a crescendo of classical music later on when she comes. It's like the end of Saving Private Ryan, the music in this. <laughs> Tanks exploding versus <laughs> Michael Fassbender exploding. <laughs> Shaving Ryan's privates. <laughs> so he's back to the subway. Whew, what a night. <laughs> and sex for a full 70-odd minute. If time dilations to be believed. <laughs> well, this, this threesome scene does go on quite a while it's a good five solid minutes <laughs> I had to go for a cold shower after <laughs> get the shame off Grant <laughs> whereas you just nipped it for a wank in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> a spender style wipe the toilet seat first <laughs> how do you think like you know when he goes into work the next day and they're like oh what did you get up to last night Brendan <laughs> nothing well <laughs> have I got a story for you boys <laughs> first of all I went to this gay bar <laughs> well first of all I chatted up this girl and told her her boyfriend I was going to come in her face <laughs> then I went to a gay bar then I had a threesome <laughs> couldn't you have just cut out the middleman and come in the boyfriend's face <laughs> <laughs> What do you say you've done going to the game bar later on as well? So someone's committed suicide on the train, like jumped in front of the train, presumably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it reminds him that his sister exists. 
He's like, oh yeah, Sissy stood at the edge of the track sometimes. He's such an insensitive prick. Oh yeah, of course, that's why he thinks of that, eh? Because she stands at the edge of the Yeah, track. she doesn't threaten to jump in front of the train, she just wants to stand as close to the edge as she can. Well, no, because she's she slit her wrists, so he's wrong with that guess. <laughs> <laughs> Will Sissy be okay? Because, yeah, because he returns to the apartment and he finds her where wrists cut lying in a pool of her own blood. Yeah, thanks, movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Laying on a bit thick here. Suicide for no apparent reason. <laughs> you know what would improve this, actually? What's that? Is to have a kind of, like, if you got a keypad in the cinema, it was like, will sissy be alive? <laughs> One for yes or two for no. <laughs> you get director's cut or normal cut depending on how the cinema votes. That would show how involved people were in this film and their relationship, actually. (laughs) She is actually alive, though. We cut to the hospital and he's by her side for once. Yeah. And not in a creepy way for once. (laughs) He's not just staring at her while she's like... (laughs) Jizz on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Is this this maybe the first they have noticed in the cut marks on her arms, then? I guess Because he kind of drags his hand along her arms and there's, like, quite a few, like, historic kind of cut marks. He's, He's not the most sensitive of men. To her needs, really, is it? It's the first time there was a gash in the film without it being something really... (laughs) (laughs) It's a very 14-year-old boy, this next scene, where he nips away for a cry in the rain. (laughs) Is that where he's on on his knees beating the ground? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a Pet Shop Boys video or something. Saving Private Ryan. (laughs) Well, I guess it is very like a 14-year-old boy with all these porn and masturbating as well. <laughs> and excessive pasta consumption. <laughs> this, it doesn't really make sense, though, because surely she would have done the, like, would have done the breakdown and cry or pet side. Instead, he's got to, like, go away for a jog, and then <laughs> that's, when he, that's when he decides to have a cry. Because he can't do it in front of her. He can't yeah. perform in front of the woman he cares about the most. <laughs> that's what this film is saying, Ross. It's- it's because he loves her. That's why he can't have a wank in front of her. That's why he's so annoyed that she's staying with her. He's like, I can't even have a wank. I can't just you take my, my cock out and start wanking in the kitchen like I did before. Just halfway through eating some pasta, like, I think I fancy a wank. This pasta's good. Mm. Wank? Yeah. So back to the subway. Mm. And the girl's there again. And it is the same girl. Because mm-hmm. I ruined it and double-checked. Yeah. Because I couldn't work out if it was or not. Because <laughs> there's, there's about was 700 the... <laughs> different blonde-haired girls in this film. And that was the start of the film. <laughs> so you have no idea if he learns anything, because yeah. she <clears throat> goes to leave again, and it's just him staring at her. You have no idea if he's going to join her or stay. And she's still married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite an important point. I thought I thought the shot at the end was going to be she'd put her hand on the pole and there was no rings on it. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like an open invitation. So you don't know if he's learned anything or not, I guess. No, no. Did you like the bit after the credits, though? Where Sam Jackson comes along and asks him to join the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to go for a snakes on the plane joke. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> is yeah, that, that, is, that is where the film petered out and died, isn't it? That's us worked our way right along the shaft. <laughs> well, it doesn't end, it just stopped. ball rock. <laughs> It just stops, it doesn't end. It's it like just... the, the guy who wrote it at that point was like, and then, you know, that's it for <laughs> He'd watched The Wrestler and he was like, oh, that's quite a good ending, we'll just have that. <laughs> we don't know what happens, make it up yourself. I've hit the minimum word count for a screenplay according to that <laughs> book that I read. <laughs> yep, that's I'm enough. just going to stop right now. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll get a cinematographer that'll pad out every scene. <laughs> just make them last for ages. <laughs> If we're running under, can we just use slow motion in the sex scene? Yep, yep, that's what we can do. <laughs> big long date, big long song, big long sex scene, <laughs> big long penis. <laughs> Our music is Mr. Beef's Thousand Furious Bees. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M I S T E R B E P. Don't jump the shark points. Who do we think? For me, Slip. there was there was only one choice, and it was the uh, when he was like had his hand up the girl's skirt. <laughs> like, I, I, at that point, I was like, "Well, that's it, jump the shark." Because <laughs> uh, like 
there was just such a ridiculous scene and then coupled up with the guy just was like all right well you, you get on with your night i'll kick the shit out of you <laughs> remind me when you're leaving <laughs> give me a shout <laughs> <laughs> I'll say goodbye to you and you're away. <laughs> right, I'm away. To do wait no, I'll come in. <laughs> I'll come out and see you to your car. <laughs> hey Romeo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Romeo <laughs> What about you, Grant? What did you think? I'm gonna go for the bit where he's masturbating then becomes really, really angry at his sister because I think it's the perfect microcosm of this film's refusal to explain what's going on in it. <laughs> Why is he angry? It's like, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's themes here somewhere, but that's for you to work out, audience. That's your problem. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I think, compare this to something like Leaving Las Vegas, though, mm. which is about someone with an addiction who falls and falls and falls. Yeah. The motivations of why they're falling are explained... Mm. It doesn't just leave everything open and unexplained, and I, I just hate this about this film. It's it's not ambiguous. It's just nothing. <laughs> it's, it's just empty. Yeah. Like Michael Fassbender's ballsack. <laughs> After the three seconds. <laughs> well, I had been busy that day. <laughs> Several loads in. How about yourself, Russ? My don't jump the shark moment is the the date scene early early on where um, your don't jump the shark moment lasts twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long jump. It's like record airtime. <laughs> because instead of dealing with the, the like the harsh harsh uh, life destroying effects of addiction, it gives us a healthy like STD free rich good looking man. Um, who does nothing but get better. <laughs> like, at no point does it show you, oh, he's hit rock bottom, you know. There's no scene, like, in Trainspotting where he's, like, falling in a shitty toilet or anything like that. Roger Ebert called it a powerful film that he didn't know if he'd be able to watch again. I don't think I'd be able to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I can watch it again for a very, very different reason. <laughs> I, 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 to give it its dues, you know, like some of the shots were really, really beautiful, had some great cinematography, and the soundtrack was really good. Like, the, the use of some of the classical music at some do, points worked really think, well, other times really badly. Do you not think there's an over reliance on the cinematography being empty and mm-hmm. uninvolving with well, the plot? It was all its, its colours, it's all its like dark blues and greys and everything like that. And do you really think that works for an addiction story? No. Like, all these. It's totally hands off. That's why the film, I think, jumps the shark. Though is like if if you had a good, a good character story and a good like basis for the film in the first place <laughs> about sex addiction, not just some lucky guy getting lucky all the way through it. I think then those two things would work really well together. But instead, you've just got these good parts hanging on by nothing, like the ring. Like that was really well shot, but the rest of it was lacking, and it made a shit film at the end of it. You can't have a good sandwich with really good bread. You need to have something to put in the middle here. <laughs> cock. <laughs> you could put um Sausage <laughs> In between. You yep. Would, you wouldn't like the topping he has on his cock sandwich. You know? <laughs> Same stuff he uses for his pasta. <laughs> and I think that as well, like the the shooting and the, the music was what made it Oscar bait rather than just an alright film. I like this is one of these films that people don't like it. Like, people don't like this film. People say they like this no. film because it's a pretentious piece of shit. Nobody's which buying this on DVD. It's cool to like. It's, this is not. No one's going to say this is their favourite film of all time, are they? It is one of those films that someone would say to you, oh, you just don't get it. <laughs> like, well, I kind of do. It hasn't given me enough information to perhaps get something. <laughs> it tries to do that like, oh, we won't tell you the whole story because we'll wait for you to work it out. Well, no, you need to give me some to work on. It's like, you know those philosophy papers that you hear about at university sometimes, which just it's just discuss. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like this film 
Shame. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Us. What's the Twitter address? At Don't Jump Shark. Facebook? Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. Not the band, they're not very good. <laughs> yeah. Don't Jump the Shark at hotmail.com. Semaphore? Dash dash dot 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 dash dot dot dash pause. <laughs> semaphore was flags, I must be way off. Semaphore is the same as Morse code. Is it? Yeah. Mm. Didn't watch enough Jericho in your day. <laughs> Can you follow you, Slim? Yeah, at Slimbo's Quest. But uh, I said this last time, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> it's just shite. But you do produce uh, quite a, an entertaining uh, apocalypse-related podcast, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Aftermath. It's uh, slow progress. Episode 6 coming out soon? Yeah, if Robert was here, he'd be like, Aye, aye, next week. <laughs> And he loves to say that things are going to be done really quickly and they're just not. Like the opposite. What's what's a realist's view on the next episode? I wouldn't like to say. Like, I'm, I'm labouring over a scene at the moment and it sounds a bit wanky, but you try and get it right. You try and, like... You could just, like, batter through it and release it, but that, that's a bit like what Fassbender did. <laughs> if you had a batter and ram like he did, you know. <laughs> Do you think they tried to hang a film on his penis? <laughs> so yeah no very good podcast worth checking out that's us bye cheerio adios next time on Don't Jump the Shark speed 2 you know what seems like it's going really 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 fast uh, a big huge ocean liner <laughs> that would be a perfect thing to have a film called speed of it <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather see I'd rather this happen to my oceanic cruiser than <laughs> what happened to the Costa Concordia anyway. <laughs> hey, I've got good news for you. I know you, you think Keanu Reeves is not a very good actor and he can't emote or express emotions in any way, shape or form. That's correct. He's not coming back <laughs> for Speed 2. Who is it? Jason Patrick. Oh, score! <laughs>